The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel, after a long absence, too long, is uh, Joanne Mercier. Hi, Joanne. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> Been over a month, so it's good, good to have you guys back. And Father Corey Stika, welcome back. Well, glad to be back. That darn real life getting in the way all the time. <laughs> exactly. So, folks, a couple, uh, one thing I want to mention is this is the 50th episode of uh, Secrets of Technology. We've been going for Woo-hoo! just over a year now. So, And we are very grateful to all of you who listen, uh, who download the show. It's because you download the show that we keep doing it. I mean, really, it's, if yes. it was just us... <laughs> You know, we, I mean, we love to talk technology, but we wouldn't have to make a podcast to do, to do that. Exactly. Uh, we true. do this for you, and we appreciate that you download it, you listen, that you write feedback, you send us uh, yep. suggestions, and uh, you share the podcast with others. And speaking of suggestions, the topic of this show comes from a listener suggestion. Someone wanted to hear us do a uh, uh, side-by-side comparison, like we did with iPhone versus Android before, with mm-hmm. Joanne and Father Corey. Uh, this time we're doing... <laughs> A side-by-side comparison of one password and LastPass. So uh, that's the topic of today's show, and uh, let's start off with password manager. So wh- why why a password manager? What does it do for us? Uh, do either of you have a, a a a reason that you would give to somebody for why they should choose a, and use a password manager? Because password one two three four five is not a good password. <laughs> right. Um, it's. Security. I mean, it really is. Passwords are designed to keep your information secure, keep your accounts secure. And it's as every every article about password managers will point out, we by our human nature cannot make and remember good passwords. Right. It, it We tend to reuse them. We create a pattern. You can't. Rem- mm-hmm. I have hundreds and hundreds of passwords. Every site I go yep. to has a unique password. That's the best way to do it. That way, if one gets compromised, that's the only site that gets compromised. And I make right. them secure, which means long and random. And I can't yep. remember that. So, uh, and then you only have to remember the one password that opens up the vault that has all the exactly. other passwords. And you're never ever going to be able to have that little notebook that you've written them all in with you at all times. Right. And frankly, you should have it with you at all times if you if you write it down, because if you leave that notebook anywhere. Yeah. Chances are I I can't tell you how many times I've walked up to people's desks and I've seen passwords, uh, sticky, you know, uh, uh, sticky notes notes on the monitor, uh, in in the drawer, under the blotter on the desk. I mean, come on, folks. Everyone knows that you pull out that slide, the return on the side of the desk and it's taped there. These are not hiding places. (laughs) We all know that they're there. Well, and it's when I was, I I think I mentioned before on this podcast, but I know I've mentioned on others is before I was entered the seminary, I was a a sysadmin, Unix system administrator. And I had 20 servers I had to be responsible for, which meant I had the root passwords for 20 servers. Mm. And for me to remember all of these was impossible. And of course, we had to change them every three months or so by Air Force security policy. Yeah. And so we had the little cheat sheet, you know, business card size cheat sheet that we would put in our wallets and had to pull out. I would love to have had a password manager at that time. Right. Where I could have just copied and pasted and never even remembered what the passwords were. And nowadays you can have dongles, hardware dongles that are like a mm-hmm. like a physical key that that can substitute for a password or or take the place of a password and that sort of thing. But those are those those might become more common in the future and we might actually come to a a time when we don't need passwords per se, uh but we're not there yet. No, not at all. And it I don't. I just don't think the human mind can keep track of every mm. single password that you need for every single place you go anymore. Everybody right. wants right. a password, and whether or not there's there's two factor authentication, you know. So if that's mm-hmm. the case, then you got to have two things you have to know. Right. It, it's, exactly. we, we just don't have that capability anymore to remember. In the old days, it was you needed it for email, you needed it for your bank, 
That was it. Now it's every single thing. Yeah. And, and you should have, uh, we, we've talked about this before, so I'm, I'm, we're only just re- quickly reviewing it, mm. but you should have a different password for every website, even for websites that you don't think are important. Because right. when, once you start reusing passwords, then you, it gets a habit. And, and like I said, when one gets broken, not maybe not through your mm-hmm. own fault, but through that website's poor security practices, mm-hmm. then they can get at other sites and start building a profile on you that helps them get more and more access to your private information and the mother load, which usually is your financial information or, yep. some, or if they're going after something else, your health information or something like that. But you don't want them to get, let them get access to that. So that's why password manager. We're talking about LastPass and 1Password. We're not talking about others. There are others, Dashlane, mm-hmm. and, and you know, there's, there's a, several others. But I, th- I chose 1Password and LastPass because, A, they're the two most popular. And B, they're the ones we know best, right? Yeah. True. Yeah. So, uh, but I think if you choose one of these two, you're getting a, a top password manager. And right. that's that maybe the, the, the bottom line, if I could put that first, is whichever you choose, they're both great. Uh, mm-hmm. They both mm-hmm. will do the yes. job and they're both well-designed and, 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 and it, they will store your password. So it, it's kind of like the difference between using Microsoft Word and OpenOffice. Right. 99% of the people who are going to use these tools are just going to use the basic word processing and either one will work just fine. Well, that's right. the same thing with LastPass and 1Password. And right. I've used both. I used 1Password back in its old way. We'll talk about that. Yep. But, you know, but it and I use LastPass now. They both do the same exact things for 99% of people. Yes. Yeah, they they do, but I have to always because I have a partner in all of this who mm-hmm. is not as up on technological things as I am. I have to be careful that I pick something that he can use and pick up without having to sit there and go, why is this so frustrating? I don't understand it. Right. So that's why I will choose one or the other based on, if I'm sharing it with him, you know, how he reacts to it. And we'll right. get into the, some of the details of, of how, they're, how they differ and why some people might be more comfortable with one than the other who people who are not tech savvy. So let's, let's start off with what they have in common. So they, they both create, will create secure passwords for you. That's one thing mm-hmm. that they both do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can use, put in a recipe. You can say, I want it to be, you know, all my passwords to be so many digits or numbers long, so many characters long. Uh, I want it to be, you can have them where they're just random numbers, letters, and even symbols yep. and how many of each. Uh, you can have them be random strings of dictionary passwords, uh, you know, mm-hmm. if, like four random words strung together. Uh, so that you, they 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 both do that. Uh, you can they both offer secure vaults of of one mm-hmm. kind or another, where it's mm-hmm. it's a vault that holds all the passwords, and you just need to remember one pa- the one password that unlocks the vault. Uh, yep, and the master so, password. The master right. password. That's right. And then uh, they both offer online storage of passwords. So, you know, in the cloud so that you can access them and keep them up to date across all your devices and even share mm-hmm. them with uh, with the trust, trusted people and that sort of thing. So that's something that those are things they all have in common. One thing, you know, I mentioned one password that I used it before. And when I used it, it they didn't have the online storage the way they do now. Yeah. Right. Originally. It was all local storage. So you would run the 1Password app on your device, whether it is your Mac, your Windows, whatever. Yep. And then it would sync you to like your phone or whatever through Dropbox. Yes. That's you would how have it, I So it started, would save yeah. to Dropbox. Well, they've since changed it now, as I understand it, where it does do the online storage as LastPass does, where you go to lastpass.com and you can log in and go through that. Right. Well, and we'll we can get into a little bit of that. But yes, they have they have their own servers that are highly encrypted that do all of the synchronizing in the cloud there, and yep. and even allow you to access your your vault through a web browser. They both do that, and that that's right. That's very that's preferable to the Dropbox way, which there's also the danger of corruption because they don't control mm-hmm. the the syncing. In Dropbox, you can still do it. It's still allowed, actually. They, they've they've uh, grandfathered that in. Some people prefer that. They prefer to have like there are some people who whose needs are much even more secure than most of us, like lawyers and doctors, right. who prefer to have more control over that vault and its syncing. And they and they they synchronize it without putting in yep. on their servers. But that may be a reason to choose one password. That's as we get into it. 
is when per- password allows right. that local vault uh, that you manage the store, the syncing and storage of, whereas LastPass is in the cloud. And we, so we can yep. we can get into that. In fact, let's talk about that. So that's under the the category of security and reliability. LastPass always is, only stores in the cloud. Am I correct? There isn't yes. a local file mm-hmm. on your computer. It only stores in the cloud, but as I understand it, your password, your master password does not go unencrypted. What yes, happens right. is it's stored in the cloud. Your, all your passwords are stored in the cloud encrypted. So if you, went, if you went to LastPass Central and went to their server and looked at your account, it would be absolute garbage. You know, it would right. be encrypted noise. But when you do your password, it sends the encrypted version of that password up makes the match and allows it to decrypt. Okay. Whereas one, one pass... Or let me rephrase, let me rephrase yeah. that. It, it, it makes the key that allows the encryption, okay. decryption on your end. Sorry. Let me, let me be clear specific. about this. There is no clear channel of your passwords with LastPass. I'm, you know, okay. that y- your encrypted data comes down, you type in your password, it, it goes clear on your computer. Right. It's never unencrypted in the cloud. Um, Correct. Whereas one password, it's it the 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 vault is in the cloud and it's encrypted. It syncs to a file on your device, whether it's your computer or phone, where it stays sits encrypted until you enter the password. Um, yep. In both cases, your password, unless you're accessing it through a browser, mm-hmm. your password is never leaving your device. Correct. Correct. So is is one of those preferable to the other? I mean, is there is there an advantage to one or the other of those? What do you think? Only offline, in my opinion. If you need the passwords offline. Yes. Yeah. Because you can't get at LastPass unless you're online. For on the desktop. Now on uh, tablets and phones on mobile, you can. You can sync them locally. Oh, you can. Okay. There is an offline mode in LastPass for apps, but not like I've got, I use the, we'll talk about this, but I use the Firefox uh, extension for my LastPass. And you can't just say it. I want offline. Okay. At least I've not seen an option for that. So. Okay. All right. And do, do you do, so I should have started off. Father Corey, you use LastPass now. Joanne, yes. what do you use uh, right now? I use LastPass. Okay. And I'm a 1Password user. I have been from the beginning. So I've uh, for going on 10 years or more at this point. So. Well, I, I had tried 1Password one pa- one early yep. like Father Corey. And I just... There was something about it that I yep. wasn't connecting with. So right. when last when when Leo Laporte, of course, now <laughs> has the LastPass Studios, right? Uh, <laughs> let's see where that's going. Um, you know, started talking about it. I went for the free trial, and it it was the easiest thing I could think of, and showed right. my husband, and he thought it was easy, and that's where we went. All right. So we we should also talk about the re- account recovery. What happens mm-hmm. if you lose your master password or God forbid something happens to you and you have your yep. your survivors need to get into your uh, your password accounts and they're not already sharing it, say. Um, so right. one password has something that's called the emergency access kit. And it's essentially a a piece of paper that prints out with a QR code and you you handwrite in. It doesn't print it for you. You handwrite in your not not just your master password, but also a secret key. That is the key. Yep the master key to your account. Uh, so the whoever your survivors will need both of those things, or they could use the QR code and an app, whether it's a desktop mm-hmm. app or a, or a phone tablet app, to, to unlock it as well. So in which case, that piece of paper is your lifeline. Put it somewhere mm-hmm. safe. Put it in, a, in, a, in a, a safety deposit box, in a fireproof vault. Maybe put it in two of them, but that's, the, <laughs> that's, your, you know, that's your gold standard there. Uh, what about LastPass? I, I understand LastPass has uh, a a bereavement or you know a death survivor sort of access yeah. that they allow. Do you, what do you know about that? I, I haven't used it, although I was reading about it as we were kind of doing research for this episode, um, that you can basically set up a person. I can say, Don Bentinelli and Joanne are going to be my emergency contact, that if something happens to me, they can click a button on LastPass and say, I need access to this account. It'll start a timer. You know, it'll send me a message. It'll start a timer. I, I think you can specify how long or there's a certain period. And if I don't respond in that time, LastPass will let them into my account. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, you can set it from anywhere from, what, a, a couple of hours to, like, months, years, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Uh, so, you know, if... Go yeah, ahead. But, no, I was going to say, but yeah, if I, if I just fall off the face of the earth, or I'm in an accident, or and they need to get into my account, I can say, okay, let them go ahead and do it. Mm. Okay. Uh, that's pretty interesting. That's a nice feature. I like that idea that, um, it's more than just, uh, you know, having to have this piece of paper, you know, it, if mm -hmm. something happens to that piece of paper, we're, we're out of luck. This yeah. is, uh, that's, sounds a little better. Um, one password has something again in the security and reliability. Uh, they have a, a something called travel mode, which I kind of like, this is relatively new. So some mm -hmm. people who have to cross borders a lot, you know, in and out of countries, uh, get a little worried about, you know, local law enforcement, whether American law enforcement or more often foreign law enforcement, secret police, etc., yep. getting access to their vaults. And, 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 and even though it's encrypted, sometimes they can be put in a position of give us your password or you or you go to jail or we're not letting you out or yep. worse. So what one password does is has a travel mode where it allows you to designate certain vaults that are hidden while traveling. It deletes them off your devices so that they're not even there. They're not, they don't exist mm -hmm. for them to be cracked. And then when you get to where you're going, you can reactivate them. What, like when you're at your hotel in the, wherever you're getting to or that sort of thing. Um, that's, that's a pretty good feature. It, it just, I mean, you could do this manually. It's much trickier beforehand. Mm -hmm. It was in, a little dangerous because you could accidentally delete your passwords uh, but this makes it a part, a feature of it, and it, it recognizes the reality of the world we live in, which is kind of nice. Right. LastPass has something for traveling too, though, doesn't it? I haven't. I, I haven't used it either. If they okay. do, so no. apparently they have a, a a you can restrict access to certain countries as designated prior. So the LastPass can only be used in say say if you're you're an American, you're only going to be in America. You you don't anticipate ever traveling to Europe or anywhere else. You could say. Mm -hmm. Uh, LastPass can only be accessed from within the United States. That way, if someone gets gets access to it, so if you're traveling, you can't get into it, which can be a problem. Uh, you know, if you're if you if you're doing the traveling, but it means that you know if someone cracks your your LastPass from Brazil or Russia or China or you know wherever, mm -hmm. they can't get in uh, because it's it's locked out of the that country. So that's that's a nice function there. Yeah, that would be that would be I, I could definitely see some uses for that, um, if nothing else, just because there might be accounts that you can't do from different places. Right. Just because right. you're not, you know, whatever reason. So and that's the sort of thing I think I would leave on all the time, you know, that geographic mm -hmm. restriction, because that just that's a that's a, like another line of defense for your 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 uh, password vault. Right. So some also consider us who owns the companies. Uh, you know, log me in. I mean, LastPass and One Password. Who owns those companies? You may, may that might be a concern. You uh, who mm -hmm. who has a vested interest in the security? Uh, LastPass is owned by the company called Log Me In, uh, based here in Boston. They own a couple different companies. Log Me In is a um, remote access software company they they allow you to oh, remotely control computers that you've that you've set up for to, for doing that um i've i've used their software in the past and uh they're, they're actually local here in boston which is uh they're, they're a pretty big company one password is independent uh and it's a canadian company uh, agile software so they're located in canada uh and that's subject to canadian law and that's something to keep in mind when you're doing business with tech companies where are they located where are the servers located yep. Whose laws are, are they subject to? So that's an, something to consider. Uh, I think we're still friendly with Canada, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> Last I checked. Yeah. So hopefully. Any other things in uh, security and reliability we should think about besides that? Well, um, now, there, there have been a couple of cases in the past with LastPass where there were uh, information did leak. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was enough information to actually be a compromise, but. One thing I will say, you know, if you go read the stories immediately, the log me in LastPass, they hardened up their security. They went right. through and they redid their security and they made it tighter. And then, you know, so they, they as soon as a loophole was found, they closed it. Uh, should mention Steve. Steve Gibson is a well-known cybersecurity uh, expert. Yes. Uh, he's often he has a show on the Twit Network and uh, he famously uh, asked to review the source code for LastPass, 
and he was mm-hmm. given access to the source code. He reviewed it and declared it sufficient for his uh, his needs. Which, if Steve Steve Gibson has some yeah. pretty, if they, like, when you have a, a spectrum of security paranoia, Steve is at the top. Which I yes, give him more credit for. <laughs> he's, he's one step off of air gra- air gap networking for security paranoia. Which, if yeah. you're not familiar with that, or sneaker net is the other term you might hear. <laughs> yeah. Or literally, okay. if you want to get from one computer to the other, you take the file out of the one file out of the computer and physically walk it over to the other <laughs> computer and plug it yes. in. Air gap. Uh, I think the, only the White House has higher <laughs> encryption security. Yeah. But so, uh, so if he says it's if he says it's sufficient, I would. That's part of the reason why I use it. Let's just yes, put it that way. I would be, I would feel assured. Yeah. One password. Um, I think there have been occasions in the past where people have questioned that the potential for a problem with that they've p- quickly fixed. Neither one has ever had a case where, as far as we know, a case where someone has broken into a vault or gotten a hold of a password other than right. getting a hold of someone's password, you know, master password. N- uh, neither yep. have ever had a, a decryption uh, problem. And I think we need to be realistic that these these two um, managers are really good at what they do, but they're not perfect. Yes. Nope. Okay. Nothing so is. So we have to have right. So if you're really at the Steve Gibson level of paranoia, then you're going to set up your tech life accordingly. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I I like the fact to have a password manager, basically for a simple reason. I can't remember them all. Yes. Right. You know, and I want to have some secure passwords. But I have also noticed, and I don't know if this is too early to bring it up, that there are some sites lately where I will use, you know, generate my password last pass. And the site comes back to me and says, not sufficient. You're not going by our rules. Yeah. Uh, so I have to go back and yeah. look and say, so what are your rules again? You want 12 exclamation points, four stars and two words that have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that kind of stuff, too. So people, websites and, and companies are creating their own rules, whether they fit sometimes these managers or not. And well, the nice thing, though, is, again, both LastPass and 1Password let you justify it or go right. with those rules. So if yes. they say you must have minimum 8 to 12 characters, which is pretty low end, frankly, uh, right. must have, you know, number, lowercase, uppercase, symbols. You can tell them to do that if they don't want symbols, which is even worse. You right. can tell it to do that. Right. If they want oh. eight to 5,000, you can tell them to generate a five. I can pretty guarantee you could probably get both these tools to generate a 5,000 character password. Oh, yeah. right. But we as tech people understand that we don't have a problem with it. We move on. People who are not as savvy, and I use my husband again as, as an example, mm-hmm. will, will come up against that wall and go, well, this password manager is no good. It's not right. doing what I want it to do. I want you, and that's I, where people yeah. get frustrated and go back to one, two, three, A, B, C, monkey. I, I wish that both password managers would do a better job of handholding people through that process, through the, the password mm. generation progress, process, that's, or at least give the option of it. Now, that is one thing that LastPass is starting to do in a yeah. way. Mm. They have the ability now with about 70 or 75 sites like Amazon, like Gmail, like Outlook, you know, and things like that. Uh You know, the common sites where you can make it so that if you already have an account in there. So I've already got my LastPass entry in there for Gmail. I can hit generate new or change password, automatically change password. That's right. That's a that's actually uh, something LastPass has that uh, one password doesn't. I like the idea. And if there's ever a breach, sometimes these sites will say, "Oh, a bunch of our passwords have been compromised. Everyone has to change their password," which is a yep. hassle. And so what happens? So we happens yet for in the past so far, you got to go to the site, you have to click on the you know forgot my password, or it'll pop up and say you have to change your password, and you go through the whole rigmarole and update and all that sort of stuff. Whereas, like you say, it'd be a lot easier if I could just log into my password manager and say, change this password and this here without having yep. to go to the site. That would be nice. One of the things that, uh, I, that, that I run into is, that drives me crazy, is sites that say you can't have more than, say, 20 characters or 15, yep. ca- 15 characters. Why? Why? Why is your server space so precious that you can't let me have 20? You know, it's That's less secure. Just, they had to make it. They, you know, having seen some of the development side, I guarantee you they at some point made the decision of we need a password field in the database. Right. So it, we're going to make it this long. It's a pro- it was a programming decision. You yeah. know, that's time you'll see sites where you're not allowed to use special characters. 
because they right. implemented their username and password scheme in the database so badly that it can actually corrupt the database if they allowed you to do that. Yeah, they haven't uh, uh, escaped out the characters, which is a programming term. But one right. of the things that I would like both password managers to be able to do is to let me designate, okay, use special characters, but not these, or just choose from these. That would right. be a huge improvement for, for me because I encounter that all the time. So, all right. So that's that's security and reliability. Uh, very good. Uh, we should probably just talk briefly about ease of setup. They're both really good at setup, initial setup. Yes. I haven't yes. done it, like I said, in over a decade. But uh, mm -hmm. for myself, but for I've I've helped other people set up, and it's really a really simple process. It yeah. probably could stand, like Joanne, like you said, stand to be even a little easier for people who are not techies. They still there's still a little handholding that needs to happen, but that's both. I'm not sure either one has an advantage. We'll talk here shortly about cross-platform, you know, how you could use these tools. But the fact that they have browser plugins, things like that, really makes that a lot easier. Yeah. But just, you know, again, I used 1Password back when it was a standalone program and it was all local with Dropbox. That was a pain to set up. When 1Password right. first came out, it was yes. a pain to set up. Yeah. LastPass, especially moving from 1Pass to LastPassword, being able to export from one import into the other made it even easier yes. if you've already got a file that has username and passwords for everything whether it is going from a different password manager or just something you made yourself both these tools make it very easy to just import and go okay uh let's talk about the cross cross-platform support then yep. um both have mac ios android and linux versions um mm -hmm. that will native apps um, one password has also has a dedicated Windows app and a Chrome OS app, which I've tried That's... to use the Chrome OS app on a Chromebook. Not great, let me just no. say. Um, but what is on Chromebook? <laughs> That's not a native Gmail or Google app. Um, Last LastPass does support Windows and Chrome through browser extensions. Both also mm -hmm. do brow browser extensions and and apps. So. Uh, you, so the browser extension is important because that's usually where you're going to be using your passwords. You're logging into Amazon or Facebook or whatever, and yep. you you have a key. You can either hit a, a, something on the on the uh, toolbar or you hit a key combination. It pops up, and you enter in your master password, and it will automatically fill in your username and password for that site and log you in. Yep. That's that's the that's the basic version of that. Um, yeah. And that's pretty, and they have, and both of them support pretty much every browser that that's out there. Yeah, mm -hmm. now I use I use Chrome and Safari. Yeah, so yep. it it does, but some it will get a little persnickety. I had one instance, and it could just have been the program, um, the website, but I would put my because um, of course you'll see the um, little symbol and it'll fill it in, and then I went inside of the program, and because I had to fill in other places, the symbol was showing up. Oh, but right. only but only in the Chrome browser, so I mm. had to not use that particular website program um, on Chrome. I had to use it in Safari, where it wouldn't yeah. do that. So it right. must be something in their programming fields right. that makes that makes it pop up. I'm sure it was something on the on the the app, the website's yeah. bad design, and that's one thing you'll run yeah. into once in a while. Is sometimes they will design websites to be pretty. Mm -hmm. And it will break yeah. something like LastPass. Or, and and it, it'll affect about anything that would try to work with the, the tool because they're using like a non-standard field for entering in your username and password. Right. But it looks so pretty because it animated and it moves and it does I, all these. Yeah. I often encounter well, well, the disclaimer. The yeah. disclaimer is it's, you, you know, software for Roman Catholic church use. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Usually. <laughs> uh, I often encounter sites where, like, for example, I tell it to autofill and it, it fills the password, but not the username for whatever reason. Yes. Uh, because right. the programmers of websites have to label things correctly. That's for, for what LastPass and 1Password to figure out what it should put where. Uh, so yep. that's one of the challenges that these password managers face is working with millions of different websites. <laughs> that, right. That's just a problem. And, so, and again, it's one of those, the vast, vast majority, 95 to 99% of the websites you're going to find, it's going to work flawlessly. Yes. You go to the site, you click login, you drop down your last pass or one password, you hit the one you want, mm -hmm. you're in. Done. Now, what last one password on iOS, and I think LastPass too, uh, work with, the new iOS 13 uh, yes. password manager features, which is mm -hmm. great. 
so much better than it was. Uh, so when you when you come to a password field, either on a website or an app, which I would love to get yep. on the Mac, frankly, uh, yes. because it doesn't do it automatically on the Mac. Uh, but if it's in an app, it will say it will offer to fill in the 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 email mm-hmm. address or the username, usually mm-hmm. usually an email address, and then it will offer to fill in the password. And then you, if you have multiple logins for the same mm-hmm. site for different reasons, you can choose from among them. So so nice, and if you have Face ID, uh, like my phone does, or Touch ID yes. for some phones, uh, it I mean it's so fast, so good. It, Don't even have to remember your master password to do that. So uh, exactly. really nice uh, ease of use. Uh, you know, I, have you used LastPass on? How is LastPass on iOS, Joanne? For you? Uh, again, I've got I've got face recognition now on both um, both an iPad and if I've just got a I just got a eleven um, iPhone okay. eleven. And it's been beautiful. I just look at it, and there it is. It's all in. It goes. And on Android, Father Corey? Same thing. Actually, Android had that capability about a year or two, the, the autofill yep. on both websites and uh, apps for about a year or two before uh, iOS did, because Android had the ability where LastPass could come up over the front of whatever screen you're looking at mm-hmm. and have the information. But it, it when, uh, you know, I've got the... Of course, the Pixel 4 XL, which has the, the, the face ID, the face recognition for Android. It was right. one of the first phones to have that. And LastPass was one of the first apps to support that. So now it's the same thing. You know, I bring up something. It's like, oh, fill in with LastPass. You know, click the little button that says, I want to fill this with LastPass. It does the face recognition. There it is. Tap it. Done. Same kind of so deal. So much you know, better. It's just yeah. so easy. So easy to, to handle this kind of stuff. I rarely, once in a while, you have to do the, no, that's not the right one. Let me search. Yes, for this yeah. app, use this one. And one one nice thing I've noticed uh, LastPass will do is sometimes if you're using an app that is not expecting you to use with that password, it'll ask, are you sure you want to do this? Fill, don't fill. So, yeah, it's amazing how quickly we forget how bad things used to be, but things are much better yeah. uh, <laughs> using passwords right. on mobile devices. That's for sure. So both are really good. Um, if you if you really want the uh, a Windows app, you maybe maybe one password might be something you'd lean toward, just to to put it that way. But otherwise, most people who use Windows and LastPass, I I find, are pretty happy with just doing it through the browser. Yeah, I I would I would be surprised if even like the Mac. I've not used the Mac uh, LastPass. I didn't even realize they had an app for mm-hmm. Mac. I just use the browser, so it's just it works for me. Yeah, you know, because you can get to your vault through it and everything. Yes, and most web apps are really good these days. Almost like. You almost if you if there's a choice between a web app and a and a native app, you, a lot of people are preferring the web app, frankly. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about uh, using this uh, whether with a team like people you work with or with uh, your family. Uh, I have a mm-hmm. family plan for for mine that I share with my wife and my mom. I'll put a pin in that for a second. Why I share with my mom and uh, I used to have one for uh, parishes that I worked at. We had mm-hmm. one password for teams. Uh, you know, they're often uh, we, people will have need to share passwords like we have one bank account and I need to get into it. And my wife needs to get into it. Things like that. I also want her to be able to get into, say, my social media accounts if something were to happen to me, you know, mm. just to, for that sort of thing. Um, and just to make it easier, uh, my mom. It, so just to back up. So there is one password for families has a website. You, and there's a there's a uh, dedicated address, and you set it up, whatever it is. You can put your family name, smith.onepassword.com. It has all the lo- special login information, and, your, and more than just your password to get in, you also need a special key that you get when setting it up to get in there. So they make it ultra secure. And then you can manage users, and you have a certain number of users in a family. I, I'm not even close to using all of them, and I mm. have five kids, but they're not all on devices yet, so I'm not using them. But... Uh, it allows you to, you know, set up new people. It's really good. It set up vaults, share vaults, all that sort of stuff from within it. Um, so I, there's a, it, uh, by default, there's a one vault, a personal vault for each individual, and there's a shared vault, which is for everyone on the team or family. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't necessarily want my my elderly mom to have my passwords to my bank account and all that other stuff that I share with Melanie. <laughs> so I have set up actually a separate vault for just me and Melanie. So you can set up additional shared vaults mm. so that just Melanie and I share that. Uh, right. And then my mom has her access to her our the, the main shared vault, which really doesn't have anything in it, 
And then I've shared my mom's personal vault with myself so that I can always get into her accounts if, God forbid, something should happen. So that's mm-hmm. that's how I've set it up. But there's other ways. For teams, they have additional features for business plans uh, that we um, businesses can have a, a, a sysadmin. They can set up rules for password changes and pa- all sorts of things like that. Um, I, I don't. I think that's a little beyond our scope today. But there's lots of stuff there. How about for LastPass for teams or families? What what do they what do they do? Well, LastPass, Kevin and I are both in a family account. We're both administrators, so we can go in. I don't think he knows how to yet, but the way I've set it up is so if I have accounts that are work accounts, I've tried to name them so and put them in one folder so he knows you don't have to worry about those. And I Mm -hmm. I could leave them out of it, but just in case something happens to me and he needs to turn that information over to somebody, he has access to it. Um, It's very simple. um, I've thought about trying to bring it to work to see if they could use it at work, but we have people who, who still aren't sure about how to use certain things. They, they all got to learn Slack. I'm not so sure they'd learn a password manager just now. <laughs> so, but, but it's something to consider because, um, you know, we're all, at least where I am now, we're all on a dedicated server. And if something happens, to, if somebody gets into that server, they can just go through all of our accounts, you know, go through all of our computers, I should say. Um, so this is something that I would want to bring slowly, but, but the way it works is everything is there for him. He can see, he can see what the name is, what the account is, and he has total access to it. And it's Mm. only the two of us. When you have families, I'm sure you want certain, like your mother, you want certain, you don't want her to see certain things. And you probably right. wouldn't want your kids to either. Right. You right. Know, yeah, they, I don't want them to have the bank account. <laughs> right. They don't want yeah. or the credit card. They, yeah. You don't want them in the credit card. <laughs> so, so, but it, but it, it's all, it all looks like little index cards on the screen. Yeah. Okay. Does one password, I mean, does LastPass have separate vaults where you can segregate out? Yes. Yes. Areas? Yeah, yeah. You can. Oh yeah. You can, you can do that um, where you can, yeah, you can have people vault. share them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Good, good, good. Yeah, like I have a, an SQPN uh, one password uh, vault that's just yep. SQPN stuff, um, that sort of thing. Uh, you mentioned, well, well, we'll get to that, actually. <laughs> I, I want to uh, talk, um, actually, we did, I didn't put it on the list. So let's talk about it here. One of the things you can do is you can use it to store things like credit cards yes. so that when you're shopping online, you can autofill credit card information and address information and some other mm-hmm. things. So it does do that, and that and it keeps that that stuff secure. Um, you can also store other information there. I have all of our uh, social security numbers in there. So whenever I have to fill out forms for the kids, I got that. All of our uh, health uh, or health insurance numbers are all in there. Uh, you could put your uh, your passport, including images. You can store images in mm-hmm. there. So these vaults can be more than just for passwords. You can store all. Mm-hmm. I have all kinds of things in one password mm-hmm. that are highly uh, sensitive, I, very private that I don't, I wouldn't want to be out anywhere, but are secure behind this wall. So that's one of the things I like about it. Um, I, right. LastPass, I, I assume, can do that sort yes. of thing? Yes. Same, same thing, but the only thing I'm using it right now for is Wi-Fi passwords. Because oh. you can, I have, the, I have the router and the modem Wi-Fi passwords. They're there, the guest, the guest account, the home account. But that's where our, our we we part ways because I'm at that level of security, just maybe a little bit below Steve Gibson, where I'm not putting that stuff anywhere, but in my pocket, in my safety deposit box, Kevin right. has a key. <laughs> and, and, and no, and that's, yeah. it's just the way yeah. we operate. It's all but about it's your you, comfort level. Right. Exactly. But I, but I suggested to people who want to have it all in one place because you can. Yeah. It's, it's one nice thing is, you know, because you can do notes, you can do uh, addresses, you could back up your entire contact list to like LastPass or One Password, I assume as well. Mm-hmm. Um, your credit card information for autofill. It'll do autofill with credit cards. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do that through it. One thing I like to use, I use the secure notes especially for, is those stupid websites that still insist on doing Q and A as two factor oh. authentication. Yes. Which I'm going to say this out here, and I hope there's some security person that hears this. That is not true two-factor authentication. That well, is, you may as well just not even have a password. Well, if just you've got ask those Sarah stupid... Palin, right? Remember that with her, how her email got cracked that time because it asked for things like, "Where were you born?" Like, yes, and, and that's all on Wikipedia for some people. 
<laughs> yeah, know? it's just this these that is not security. I Banks think we, need to get rid of that garbage. But anyways, yeah. that's sorry. My rant is over on that. You can store those questions and answers in the notes. I've done that. Yeah. If you have things like can Steam, I, the can sorry, I go, go can I go further on that actually with the what's what I do is is I store the questions, those you know, security questions in there, and then I generate a password as the answer. And oh, so it's go. a truly random oh. information. So it is it, now. It becomes more secure. Now it's just a right. second password. Second password. Uh, so no, that's a good idea. Yeah, but if, you can but you can store those all in the secure notes so it doesn't exactly. pop up on your you know when you're trying to log in. Yeah, I'm um, writing this all down, gentlemen. I'm writing it <laughs> yeah. all down. That's those. Uh, if you use um, like Steam? the Steam video game, yeah, uh, service. You know that you they give you recovery codes. Apple right. does too, by the way. Uh, your codes. Apple account, you get a recovery key. Uh, backup codes for Dropbox, things like that. Mm-hmm. There are so many different, mm. um, even I, things like, this is some, you know, something simple. I can never remember the taxpayer ID for my parish. Yep. I've got that saved in there. Here's you know, another one. Anything and everything. Take a screenshot of QR codes for two-factor authentication, store yeah. those in there as well. Yeah. So that if you ever need to regenerate your QR code, say the app gets damaged on your phone or something like that, Mm-hmm. Now you have that. You could just regenerate it using that. That's a great idea. So I mean, there's yes. there's so many so many of these things that you can do that yep. just makes your life so much easier and makes it so much better when you're working with some of these sites and these tools that are and gives you peace of mind, right? It gives you some yeah. peace of mind knowing this stuff is stored, you know, safely. Uh, now, right. see, you're giving me food for thought now because I put a lot of that stuff you're talking about in Evernote. And right. have for years. Right. So now if I can transfer it to this, because I'll be honest, if something should happen to my husband, I'm going to have to use a last pass for somebody else. Right. To get yep. a, and I will finally have to put it in one place. Right. And, so that's good. And Evernote is somewhat secure, but is nowhere near as secure. Right. Uh, and so mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that, that would be uh, better. There are lots of things you can store. Anything like any kind of, anything that can be generated as a PDF or even a CSV file. You can store, mm-hmm. or an image, you can store in 1Password and in LastPass. So uh, think about things like that that, that need to mm-hmm. be stored like that. Um, like your taxes, for instance, would be another thing you could do. Yep. Um, all right, so uh, we're, we're, I don't want to go too long. There's lots to talk about. Um, we talked a little bit about using it in a web browser to log into websites. Mm-hmm. Both of them work pretty well with a, a key, key combination in your browser and most browsers. You can most will automatically detect when you're creating a new account or mm-hmm. a new login. Um, again, some some of that depends a little bit on the the websites being programmed properly. Uh, but and then I know one password will detect when you're uh, entering a new password into yes. something you already have an account for. LastPass does that too. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. it does. And and it offers to update. Um, and it will. And so so that works pretty well. And it will save the username and password usually. Well, one password once in a while, again, because of the way webs- the particular website might be programmed, doesn't, like, for instance, grab the username and store it. So then I have to manually go in and store yep. the, the uh Well, and the they username. might not have named it as username. They might have named it as email login or something like, you know, some, yeah. or one, two, three, four, five, the, enter your email password here, you know, something like <laughs> right. that. And some bad programming practice. Exactly. Uh, so uh, anything else we need to say about using it in a web browser uh, that's distinctive uh, about one or the other? One password or LastPass? You know, one, one nice thing at least about LastPass is all the stuff we've been talking about, the secure passwords and your passports and your photos and all that, you can get all of that just through the little drop down on LastPass yeah. in the browser. You right. don't need to go to the vault. If you want to, though, it's a one click. It's two yep. clicks. You click on the icon, you click go to vault, and yep. it pops right up in another tab. Same with one Done. password. Yep. I think I have to mention web browser because it goes right into phone tablet in ios because ios has their own generator for passwords and password store right you have to mm-hmm. be careful which one you're choosing yes because i've right. had my husband save them to the ios or to the web browser through mm-hmm. through mac iCloud instead of passwords. LastPass. yeah yep. and that's important to if i think there's a way you can shut the ios one off but Probably. right now I haven't done that for him because if he captures it somewhere, it's a good thing. <laughs> That's right. But, yeah. 
Well, yeah, that's, but- I think that's, that's kind of a logical point to think about with, a, with all these browsers, they all have their own keychains now, right. whether it is using Google. like the Apple, the, the <laughs> Mac OS or Google or Firefox, or whatever, they all have their own password managers. Some of they're usually the ones in browsers aren't as good as the ones we're talking about though. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you might have to turn those off in your particular browser. I've done it to Chrome already because Chrome kept asking me, do you want to save this password? No, not by you. Yeah. <laughs> right. We did talk a little bit already about uh, using uh, both on your uh, phone or tablet, both in the websites mm-hmm. and in apps. Uh, and yep. so we, we've, I think we've covered that. Uh, yep. They both will create and store two-factor authentication keys mm-hmm. correctly, uh, correct? Um, I've not used the LastPass version of that. Mm-hmm. I use uh, Google Authenticator on Android. Is what some, I use. So some people will recommend that you keep them separate. If you put them yep. both eggs in one basket, if someone breaks into your vault, your password manager vault, yeah. then they they have the keys to the kingdom. Uh, on the other hand, if someone's break, if someone is capable of breaking into that, um, I, I'm, I'm my personal level of comfort is if they can break into that vault, then you know <laughs> things are already at a at a level of uh, that's out of control. So uh, yeah, exactly. I, I I actually use both. I key I use Authy on uh, my phone, uh, which is a, uh, an authenticator app, but I also simultaneously put it in the, to uh, one password. What that does is let's it, when I'm logging in on a browser with one password, I will do the key combination, autofill the password. Then it will enter, go to the next screen where it wants that two factor code. Well, one password is already, already knows that it, I have a two password code for that uh, website. It puts that into the copy buffer. So then I can just mm. paste there, and then I log in. One of the nice things that 1Password does is even though it, because it puts stuff in the copy buffer, after a certain period of time, I think 15 or 30 seconds, it yeah. it puts what was in the copy buffer back in and wipes out uh, the username, password, and two-factor authentication from the copy buffer. So that mm-hmm. I, like, I have a, password, a, a clipboard manager where I can look at my last 30 things I've copied and pasted, but passwords never show up in there because yeah. it keeps it secure, which is really nice. I assume LastPass has something it does similar. Very similar. It, it it'll yeah. it'll wipe yeah it'll wipe the copy buffer as well. Actually, I think of course now with the newer ways that it does it, it's not actually using copy buffer. It's doing it direct. Right. Actually, I think you're right. I think you're right. The 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 um the two factor code that one password does is in the copy buffer, so it's still doing it with that and switching back and right. forth. Right. Um. All right. So let's talk about pricing. Um, LastPass has a free tier, correct? Yep. Yes, it does. What do you get for that free tier uh, with LastPass? You get, the only thing you don't get is you get mostly, you get the authenticator, you get the security challenges and the generator and the whole night. You just don't get the emergency access, which okay. I think is, <laughs> I think anybody should have the emergency access. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I, there's something about, um, encrypted storage oh, that you don't get on that either. You could store up to a gigabyte so only, of files. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you get. get that. So I'm just I'm kind of looking through here. Like, it allows most most of everything you're going to use. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it does limit the number of devices you're allowed to use. It does, yeah. like you said, does limit uh, sharing. Yeah, to some extent, share. you can do one to one sharing, but you can't do one to many sharing. Right. Um, and actually, I think they have changes. I'm looking at LastPass now at so their. High pricing tiers and they've added now access on all devices when i first started using LastPass, mm-hmm. you could only access it on the f- desktops you had to pay to get the app. uh the apps but okay. now yeah that's even free so that that's even better so for for one person like myself i do have the premium and i've been paying i guess it's gone up now to three dollars a month instead of two dollars a month oh darn which by the way these tools are cheap yeah. These tools are three dollars a month. Is not is that just don't go to yeah. Starbucks one time a month, <laughs> right? And you're fine. You've paid for it. You know, um, and the families for, is four bucks a month. Yeah, right. they but haven't for gone me, up recently, and that's pretty. And that's six users. Yeah, that's for that's me. Crazy it's cheap. yeah. I mean the the free account would work. I do like having the the emergency access, the multi factor. I need to look into that actually. You know, yeah. LastPass for applications. That's mm-hmm. the big one right there. And last oh, for Windows machines, for, yeah. So, yeah. LastPass for business, uh, because everything from a you know for a small for teams is the like for small business fifty team fifty people or less. 
is four bucks a user per month, which is reasonable for a tool like this. Um, yep. And then it goes up from there to like enterprise, MFA, identity. I mean, they have some pretty sophisticated uh, top level mm -hmm. uh, 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 password things like that. that that's really yeah. beyond the scope of what we can talk about, but like biometric authentication and all kinds of stuff. You know, so yeah, but really high you, level. Um, for, for me, for me, you know, the reason one of the reasons I have premium, not just because of the issues of, you know, multiple uses, use, using it multiple places and everything like that. I want to support them. You know, yes, yes I yeah. could use it for free, but you know what? Again, three dollars a month, thirty-six dollars a year to support them for this wonderful tool. And I think if you support them, if if you support them, it keeps the price lower. The, the more, more people, people that do who aren't it. using the free tier. So, uh, one password is three dollars a month. It doesn't have a free tier, but it uh, so it starts at three dollars a month, and it gives you pretty much everything. You get you get the whole shebang, uh, and then. Because the the next tier is one password families, which is five dollars for up to five people. Uh, so instead of six, it's five. Uh, uh, when I when all my kids are on it, I may end up having to <laughs> do like a business account. Uh, but it gets uh, <laughs> up to five guests for sharing. You can share passwords, credit cards, secure notes. You can manage what family members can see and do. And importantly, you can recover accounts for locked out family members. That's that's a big one. Oh. Um, but everything, you get unlimited devices, you get one password watchtower. I didn't mention that already, but watchtower is an auditing, security auditing feature where it connects right. with um, a website called Pwn to Own, which keeps track of when websites get compromised. And it will tell you what watch uh, watchtower is inside one password will tell you uh, these these passwords are three years old or older. Consider changing them. These passwords are not all that secure. They're too short. You've used this password in more than one place, and mm -hmm. oh, this password on this site, this site was compromised. You should change this password right away. Right. So really nice. Uh, but LastPass has a security auditing feature called Security, security Challenge. Challenge. Security Challenge. What's that There's about? So much the same. Now I don't know if they do the compromised sites. I think yes, that's... they do. Oh, they do yes, it now. Okay. Do. Yeah, I ran it before we started, and. It found it found one of my email addresses had four exposures and it tells you exactly where and okay. exactly yep. when so that you can go back and change the password in these sites. Yep. OK, so it must be something that I and I as I look at them right now, I say, yeah, these one of them I don't even use anymore. And it oh, yeah. must have, you know, there's one that's an unknown source, which means I don't think I did that. Mm -hmm. So I, now I know this particular Gmail account has to be changed now. Okay. So, yeah. It sounds like similar then. Yeah. Right. But it'll also give you the other ones. You know, you've used this one two times. You've used this one four times. Please change. Or yeah. if it's weak, you know, right. you've got duplicate, compromised, weak, old. It's been yelling at me for the past two months saying, <laughs> you need to change your master password. I'm like, oh, no, I can't do that to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> right. That right. won't work. <laughs> so, but the, okay. I like the way it details it for you. Yep. And then it, it will let you launch the site from here. That's one thing about the vault. You can actually go to whatever site you want to go to, and it will launch it in a browser of your choice. Yep. You okay. don't have to go to the browser and then launch it. You can launch it from the vault itself. So I think that kind of covers it. I mean, if there's anything we didn't cover that folks would have a specific questions on, please feel free to, to email us. We're technology yes. at sqpn.com or go to the SQPN Facebook page and and drop a, a comment or a question and let us know. We'll try to do our best to, to, to give you our point of view and what we think or what we know about it. Um, we will put some links to, of course, the last pass and one password. We have no financial stake. In either one, mm. uh, you, you know, whatever <laughs> other, you choose. other than we're giving them money, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, if you if you do business with these companies, it means that it helps them stay in business, which is good for us because we like their tools. I suppose yep. that that that's the most uh, stake we have in it. Um, uh, I'll also link to some articles that uh, that also do some head to head comparisons that might be useful as well. They might have you know hit on some things that we didn't, um, or or reinforce some of the things we said. So. Uh, you check those out. Those will be on our website in the show notes. Um, and I think that's good. Any, any last things on uh, 1Password versus LastPass? I think it has to be your comfort level. Try yep. them both. And, yep. you know, whatever your comfort level is for you and your family, that's the one you go with. 
Yep, they both exactly. have trial versions. So and they, and they well, live comfortably one of free, side the by other's side. Trial, so <laughs> right, yep. um, they live comfortably side by side. So uh, you know you 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 could be, you could be running them simultaneously if you want for a period of time. Although uh, you have to disable one of the browser extensions when you settle on one because mm. yep. they both always want to keep popping up. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, ask me how I know that. So um, I, I do want to move on quickly to our uh, picks of the week. But before I do, there's just a headline that came out today that I want to make sure that uh, we get out to uh, mm. the folks who are listening. You, you're, you'll probably be listening to this a day after we've recorded this. Uh, but Apple has put, sent out some critical security patches for all their devices, uh, Mac, uh, I, uh, iOS, iPadOS, and uh, uh, iWatch, the Apple Watch, too. I got uh, mm. an update as well. Um, they've patched up some bugs. Um, I think they're almost entirely bug bug fixes, but uh, whatever yes, this kernel, security fix. Kernel bugs. Kernel bugs are bad, so make and, that, sure. and that's and that's that's why they they're doing it for all the devices because uh, kind of you know under the cover, Mac OS, iOS, iPad OS, iWatch OS all use the same basic kernel. Yes, and so they're all and have since have yeah. since Mac ten came out. I mean, right. So it's. And uh, Apple tends to push out the patch as soon as they have it, as soon as they can, uh, which is why they're doing it. Though. So they've just pushed all those out to all the devices. So that's yep. uh, run your updates and uh, you should be fine. I've already done and it for is, everything except my watch. This is the, and this is a particularly nasty set of, of bugs where they can get, you know, we're talking about like these password managers where they decrypt the data on your computer. Well, you could have, in theory, some of these, you could have an app on your Mac can go in there and grab that data, even though the iOS or the operating system is supposed to be preventing that from happening. Right, right. So that's this, a big part of it. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm run, I'm still running uh, Mavericks on my Mac, and it updated. The, it got a security patch there too. So this yep. is for all Macs that are currently uh, supported, all operating systems that are currently supported. They go back several levels, but it's a, another yep. reason why you want to stay fairly up to date on your operating systems. Uh, it's just the world we live in now. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you can become vulnerable if you if you try to run old operating systems for too long. Yeah, if you're if you're on uh, if you're on Windows 10, do, make sure you do the security updates when they do them. Yeah, same it, thing with Mac OS, same thing with Android, iOS, all of them. A big, it's a, and that's why uh, Microsoft stopping support for Windows 7 is a big deal. That's an old, that's yep. another story mm-hmm. that's out there too. All right, let's uh, get things mo- uh, rolling to the end where by doing our picks of the week. Uh, one More of my fun favorite- stuff. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of the show. And uh, so let's start with you, Joanne. What's your pick of the week? Well, I have finally cut the cord. We know the whole (laughs) saga from last year where I didn't, but we finally did. And I am suggesting for everyone's approval, YouTube TV. I really have found it to be the best streaming method for at least my family, but it's just the way it, the way it is set up. The grid is beautifully laid out. Um, you can catch your local channels as well as a good selection of the streaming cable channels that have floated around. Uh, my local channels actually are CBS, ABC, NBC, PBS, mm-hmm. finally made it on there, <laughs> and believe it or not, New England Cable News. Oh, wow. They weren't on there last year, showed up two weeks ago. How about so, Fox, local Fox channel? Um, I don't know. You're in a different part of the same area as right. I am. Right. In my district, I'm getting everything coming out of Providence. Okay. So okay. you would probably get everything coming out of Boston. That's right. That's right. More than like, so you yeah. get the Fox channel that's local to you. I get the Fox channel that's local to me. Things like, however, my RI TV or or um, like those me TV things, they don't show up on any of these streaming devices. Okay. So um, my antenna is taking care of that. But YouTube TV for it's fifty dollars a month. You get six members. You can have six members on it, uh, three at a time, streaming at a time. Six different DVRs. They mm. hold it for nine months. Wow. You know what? Except the CBS, because they have all access, will only let you hold it for maybe 30 days. Okay. And, sure. then, and then they take it off. But that's because they have that. Who knows what's going to happen when Peacock comes in or, you know, and right, starts doing other. that. But mm-hmm. I think it's a, a pretty fair value if you're looking for something that takes both local and cable ish 
type channels and puts them in a really nice place. My husband needed the golf channel, so there you go. <laughs> well, when you need to take a nap on, in the afternoon, that's uh, <laughs> well, yeah, he's a golfer, exactly. but and you know we're, we've paired it with one other, and of course we have CBS All Access and and the, the the cheap Hulu and that kind of stuff. So we're we're so far, he said, you know, this wasn't such a bad transition. Like, oh, yes, that's good. No. Thank you. <laughs> and what are you doing for uh, uh internet provider for for your internet guess, pipe? Guess what? Verizon thirty nine ninety nine a month. Thirty nine. Interesting. What do you get? How, how fast is that? Thirty nine. Hundred. Hundred up. Hundred down. Wow. So that would in, in that, fiber. <laughs> wow. That would be less than what I'm paying now for hundred up, hundred down, and <laughs> cable. Maybe maybe that cord cutting's in my future. Uh, I'll talk to you about it later. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, great. That's a great pick, Joanne. Thank you very much. Uh, Father Corey, what's your pick of the week? So my my pick actually kind of sort of ties in with Joanne, especially for cord cutters. There's a a certain ball game coming up here this coming weekend. You you might have heard of it. Something super about it. It yes. might it might be held in a bowl. Of course, I'm not going to use the official name because you might get trademarked. No, uh, yeah. obviously the Super Bowl is coming up this weekend. And yes, you could watch it on YouTube TV. You could watch it on Antenna if you're a core cutter like I am. And I probably were all watches off of Antenna. But if you're going to be traveling, if you don't have an Antenna, you don't have this ability, the NFL app is a great way that you will be able to watch it. I've been, I've been checking for sure. Yeah. But if you're not familiar, you know, the NFL app came out, what, four or five years ago. Yep. And it was a Verizon only thing first, or you could get the app on any, you know, Android phone, iOS device. Um, but to watch live football, you had to be on Verizon. Well, a couple of years ago, they switched that now to anybody on any mobile device, whether via uh, Wi-Fi or cellular can watch most live games, of course, now we're the end of the season, so this will be until next season. You'll have to wait till next season. But you can watch most live games on your device. You can't put them on a TV. You can't do things like that, but you can still watch it on your device. Well, the Super Bowl will be on the app, and it will be live streamed on the app. Wow. But Very if you're cool. also a football junkie, that's not the only thing they have there. Of course, they've got the games, and they've got the scores and the stats and everything. They also have news items they've got nfl tv uh all these different media sources and all this NFL different information films. yeah just film all over the place i mean there's it really is a lot of stuff if you're like a super football junkie you probably will live in this app and oh, wow. like i said though it's, it's also just gonna be a good way to watch the uh watch the super bowl if you're not gonna be able to go to a sports bar or watch it you know at home on antenna or cable or whatever it's another option so uh check it out like if you're a football junkie or you just need to watch the super bowl so i'm a little confused father Corey. they still play the super bowl if the patriots aren't in it (laughs) they're they're having they're they're doubly celebrating it the fact that the patriots aren't in it and that tom brady probably won't be a patriot next season oh did i say that out loud Dom, not everybody is us. I know. Those people are better than you. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I had to throw that out there. I had to throw it out there. Be the obnoxious Patriots fan. Thank you for actually. This is this is going to be the this is going to be the Joe Montana Super Bowl because Joe Montana played for both teams. So that's right. That's That's right. He did. And Jimmy Garoppolo is our boy, by the way. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of rooting for Jimmy G. Yeah, I'm a I'm a San Fran fan right now. Uh, I, I, I'm, I've got. A, I've always had a soft spot for San Francisco because I grew up during the Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, oh, yeah, exactly, Steve Young era. Oh yeah. So and plus Tom Brady's team when he was a kid. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's move, leave the world of sports and our obnoxious sports fandom, and uh, I want to uh, talk about an app that's out now. That uh, Joanne, now that you have an iPhone 11, this is uh, for you as well. So oh, back last year at WWDC, uh, no. Uh, at last September, uh, at the um, Apple event introducing the new iPhone 11, I think it was. It might have been WWC. Never mind. But in any case, App, Apple had brought up this company called Filmic to show off the capability of sh- of recording video using all the cameras on the phone at once. So, hmm. for example, you can um, set it up so that it, it will use the selfie camera. The regular camera, and I have the iPhone 11 Pro, so it's got the wide angle and the telephoto, all four cameras at once recording, and you can switch between them. It will record separate streams that are time-coded, 
so that you can then mix them in a, in an, a, a video app like a audition, um, Adobe Premiere or Final Cut, Logi uh, Final Cut, and you could uh, then mix them together. So you could have a you could do an interview, for instance, with someone a face to face interview just with your iPhone, and you know you get the interviewer's face, you get the interviewee's face, and it's all recorded on one iPhone at a time. You know at the time, um, it is an app called Double Take, and best of all, it is free. Hmm. Uh, so uh, it, at first Done. we thought yeah, exactly. Done. At first we thought it would have to you'd have to buy the uh, iFilmic Pro app, which is by the way an amazing app if you if you are into video. Like a, it is a professional video app on your phone. So if, nice. if you have any need for that sort of thing, that, definitely. But it's free for everyone in d this Double Take app, and uh, you have to have either an iPhone 11, one of the iPhone 11 models, Max and, and regular, uh, Pro and regular. Uh, the iPhone X's, I mean, sorry, XS's, so last year's iPhone top end ones, <laughs> or the iPhone XR. Th those are the ones that have the the uh, the CPU power to do mm -hmm. all all of the cameras at once. I mean, yeah, that, I was gonna say goodbye battery if you you're if you're recording, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, I'm gonna guess you you're not gonna get a long battery life out of you. You'll probably want a battery pack. Uh, but I'll, I'm gonna test it out and see how how much I can record with it because uh, it's really super cool uh, to have that ability to to have the options. I mean, I like. I mean, not so much the selfie thing, but I like the idea of being able to record both a regular field view and a wide angle view and a telephoto view all at once. Uh, which yeah. can make like if you're doing like a, a video, just one view all the time can get kind of boring for the viewer. Mm -hmm. Switching it up can be kind of fun and interesting uh, if you don't overdo it. So uh, I've always wanted to do the interview thing. So just yep. downloaded it. This is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested to see how how this works out uh, in the long run uh, and see how people use it. All right. So that those are our picks of the week. Uh, I I want to uh, take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create Secrets of Technology, including Devin W., Travis R., Rocco F., Mitchell F., and Justin S. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the Secrets of Technology in all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. All right, so that's it from us. What do you think of our discussion of password managers? Do you have a password manager we didn't talk about? And does it, is it better? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you about what why you chose what you did choose. Or if you have any other questions about password managers, you can comment on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the SQPN Facebook page at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or send us an email to technology at sqpn.com. You can find links from our discussion and picks of the week on our show notes at sqpn.com as well. If you can do so, I would really, really, really appreciate it. If you could write us a review in Apple Podcasts or one of the pet podcast directories and then share the podcast with your friends to help us grow the community of listeners. If you think what we do adds value to your life and value to the, the community of podcast listeners, uh, we, would help, we would appreciate it if you would help us spread the word. Until next time, Father Corey Stika, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of technology. Yeah, glad to be here, and thank you, Dom. And Joanne Mercier, thank you as well. Always happy to be here. Thanks, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. Quest.